Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, NASA releases warp drive research to public company. And another case we're looking at is a case of a UFO encounter in the UK where UK inmates were actually apparently assaulted by a UFO. First off, though, I want to look at this warp drive case. Now, this article comes from futurism.com. The title says, Warp drive scientist took all his equipment with him when he left NASA. Warp Drive, Inc. Traveling at faster than the speed of light has been the subject of countless works of science fiction, most notably the Warp Drive in the Star Trek uh, series allowed cosmic travelers to break the light speed barrier to traverse vast galactic distances. Now, this is something that seemingly violates the laws of physics, that something can, tra- fast, that something can travel faster than the speed of light, and theoretically... It's been proposed that one would need a warp drive to do this. The article continues, it says, it says, in the real world, in the real world, research into potential warp drive technologies has been slow, but significant enough to attract the interest of NASA and even a handful of independent ventures. Take Harold Sonny White, a big name in warp drive research who left NASA in 2019 to work at a Houston-based nonprofit called the Limitless Space Institute, where he says he was allowed by NASA to continue his work and even take his lab equipment with him. Now, whenever I see these nonprofits, it always it always kind of piques my interest. You know, why would you put the time and effort into developing these nonprofits? I mean, where's their profit at? He says, quote, yeah, I have a lab here full of all my goodies from NASA, White told the debrief. A fascinating new interview, but the engineer didn't burn any bridges in the process, adding that we have a space agreement, a space act agreement with the agency. It sounds like NASA is pretty chill with White continuing his work elsewhere. Sonny said that when I was working in NASA, we really didn't try to go through and patent anything probably a little too early to try and really work toward patenting anything, he told the debrief. I mean, there may be a time it's right to do that, but there wasn't at NASA. You have to to stop and think about this for a second. Just imagine, if you could patent any part of a warp drive, um, the profits off this would be immeasurable. When I look at these situations where we have people moving between government, government jobs and these uh, non-profit institutions or private corporations. What, what the first thing that I question is is: Is this a uh, revolving deep state door? Is this a way to move uh, technology, uh, research, and all this sort of thing out of the public domain into the private domain, where it can be uh, privatized and profited from? at a later date. You really have to ask yourself that question. 
It says, we do know one thing for sure. For now, the concept remains very much theoretical, a fact of which White is well aware. At the same time, though, he sounds psyched to continue his work at Limitless Space. It was right. It was the right next step, he told the debrief. Everything felt right. And then it says, update, a previous version of the story misidentified the Star Trek franchise. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, yeah, just a short story, but I went ahead and I did a little more research into the whole concept of the warp drive. Now, a lot of people probably just think, you know, guys, this is just something that's uh, off of the off of an old 1960s, 1970s uh, television program. But this is getting serious research, the whole concept of faster than the speed of light travel. It would certainly explain what some of these UFOs uh, seem to be seen doing. It would explain why objects could travel from uh, one galaxy to another. How do we know that galaxies uh, travel like that has occurred? Well, you, you look at the documentary, Patient 17, where the fellow has an implant removed and we're told by uh, the metallurgist that the metals that he has in that implant didn't come from this galaxy. Well, it came from somewhere. And this is an association with an abduction. There's lots of evidence of intergalactic travel. And really, in order to do that, uh, a warp drive would be quite helpful. Now, this article here comes from Interesting Engineering. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's quite a long article, but it really goes through and explains some of the theoretical uh, constraints and how it would be possible at some point to create a warp drive. It says, Einstein's theory of general relativity puts a speed limit on all matter in the universe, creating a barrier preventing acceleration from below to above speed of light. However, an independent group of scientists and inventors and engineers called Applied Physics recently proposed the first model for a physical warp drive according to a recent study published in the peer-reviewed journal Classical and Quantum Gravity. While this could make warp drive more than science fiction, it is best to take the new study with a grain of salt because even if warp drive is now mathematically possible, there is no telling how long it could be until humans could use it to substantially shorten the time of travel between stars, the closest of which would take roughly four years to reach at light speed. It says, Applied Physics has announced the first model of physical warp drive after moving in, after working in close contact with esteemed researchers in warp field mechanics, with endorsements from the renowned theoretical physicist Miguel Albuquerque, whose warp drive engine model served as a basis of this research. Many people in the field of science are aware of Albuquerque drive and believe that warp drives are unphysical because of the need for negative energy, said Alex Barbrick, scientist and astrophysicist at Lund University, according to a press release. This, however, is no longer correct. We went in a different direction than NASA, and others in our research has shown there are actually several other classes of warp drives in general relativity, said Barbary. And particularly, in particular, we have formulated new classes of warp drive solutions that do not require negative energy and thus become physical. A lot of physicists, engineers, and scientists were inspired by the promise of technology depicted in a science and sci-fi literature and films, 
Not only warp speed, but site-to-site teleportation, wormholes, time travel, and more fictional ideas about what natural science might one day make possible is a testament to the human capacity to imagine a more advanced future. And it says here, the sad part for most scientists and engineers is learning that these technologies aren't real. However, warp drives are among the most realistic ideas since science fiction shows like Star Trek have brought to the table. In science fiction literature shows and films, warp drive is an alternative kind of propulsion to conventional rockets of today that allow spacecraft to travel faster than the speed of light or superluminally by warping and deforming the fabric of space-time around the vessel. Now this idea of forming space-time around the vessel... And this brings me back to uh, the the uh, project around the around the stealth uh, fighter bomber. When uh, back in the early days, we were talking about this thing had generated so much energy, this aircraft, that it actually uh, bends the gravitational field around the aircraft, and that's what, uh, along with the carbon fibers and the bizarre shape, that's what really. Uh, makes this thing radar-proof. You can see that uh, even now in our early stages that that the Air Force, the military, NASA are experimenting with this idea of bending uh, gravitational fields and space tank and space time around objects. If we can think of it in that way, that would explain so much of the UFO phenomena that we see today. We see these craft and and you know we're told well there's no way something can move that quickly that fast make these kind of uh, sharp turns or these giant triangles that have been spotted i think even this past summer there was one or two of these really large uh, triangle craft uh, spotted over china you look at these things and you say there's no way something that big and that heavy can levitate that way well maybe it could levitate that way if it was actually Bending the space-time continuum or field or whatever you want to call it around the craft. If we could bend space-time and gravity on a limited on a limited range like that around something, then possibly we could just move, you know, from one galaxy to the next in this bubble of space-time. And that's what I think you're trying to say here with this with this uh, warp vehicle that they're they're talking about building. It says the idea isn't as far-fetched as it sounds. After all, mass does the same thing, and when enough mass is collected in one place, we call it gravity. Well, so if we could bend or deform the fabric of space-time in the right way, contracting it in front of a vessel while expanding space-time behind it, we might move faster than the speed of light. This is the basis of Alcubierre's warp engine theory, but sadly, it calls for a, it calls for large amounts of negative energy, which doesn't exist. And even if it did, it wouldn't explain how a body could break the light speed barrier. Now it continues. It says uh, Einstein's theory of general relativity holds that an object cannot accelerate from below to above the speed of light because the acceleration would take an infinite amount of energy. But there's a loophole. Since Einstein's speed limit only applies to objects in space-time, not to the fabric of space-time itself, which can bend, expand, or contract at any speed. 
The term warp drive implies the bending of the fabric of space-time and doesn't require the vessel inside the teardrop-shaped space-time bubble to exceed the, space of the speed of light to work. Crucial to a warp drive vessel going faster than light is to make sure the passengers don't themselves move faster than light, since this would create a difference in the passage of time called time dilation, where passengers experience normal time flow while the rest of the universe seems to accelerate into the future. And you kind of see this, this if we go back to the old movie Planet of the Apes, where the astronauts are gone for what they think is a few years, and they come back to Earth, and they find out that it's actually, you know, thousands of years have progressed. It says, flatter warp drive bubbles take less energy than longer ones. To avoid this paradox, instead of moving the vessel and passengers superluminally, the study suggests moving only the warp bubble itself at faster than light speed, since space-time itself can expand or contract at any speed. While, ex <clears throat> while an exciting theoretical find, the paper's authors admit that we still don't know how to actually do this. However, this does give us a much stronger mathematical basis to study warp drives, the next step is to discover how much energy is needed to achieve the desired acceleration. Critically, the study authors show that Alcubert drive will take substantially less energy if the travelers were seated next to one another rather than in a straight line, like a penny flying face first instead of, gliding, instead of a gliding frisbee. The flatter the shape in the, in the, of the bubble in the direction of travel, the less energy you need, according to a breakdown of the paper shared on YouTube by professor and research fellow at the Frankfurt Institute of Advanced Studies, Sabine Hosenfelder. Now, I have a link to that video there at the website, along with the articles, at the website, ufowarning.com. It's ufowarning.com. And you can go here and you can link these articles and the video along with it. And then it concludes, it says, well... We may not be ready to build a warp speed capable spaceship and fly to Mars in minutes. With Moore's research, this new perspective on a leading idea about faster than light travel could bring us closer to the sci-fi future with which many of us grew up. Now, to a lot of people, this is a far-fetched idea that could never happen. But remember, you know, scientists were studying about the theory of relativity. They were studying about the atomic, uh, the potential for an atomic bomb, all this kind of stuff. Clear back in the 20s and 30s, probably before then, before before they they put all of that research pen to paper and built the first bomb, or before they put the first color television together, as far as that goes. So sometimes this stuff, while it's being studied in a theoretical, you know, realm, doesn't really seem plausible. But what what, what we don't realize is is that is that you know, what they're studying today could be real tomorrow. Now, I want to take... I want to take uh, one second here real quick and just look over this uh, other article that I came across. Very strange about the uh, UFO sighting in the UK by these inmates who ended up with a really bad rash the next day. You just let this thing load up here for one second. It says, this comes from coast to coast, but you can find the article in a couple different places. It says, prison inmate reports 
odd UFO sighting in articles by Tim Banal. It says an inmate at a prison in England claims that a UFO appeared outside the facility and caused a weird physical effect on the bewildered witnesses who saw the curious object. The unsettling account came by way of a letter to the outlet Inside Times, which is a publication for prisoners and detainees in Britain. According to the inmate, who goes unnamed, the odd incident occurred earlier this year at a facility known as HMP, the Vern in the county, HMP the Vern in the county of Dorset. In recounting the puzzling event, the letter writer insisted that I'm not, I'm not a, I do not believe in the supernatural or aliens from Mars, but what we saw recently here in the prison was really very strange and still leaves me speechless. While he and his fellow inmates were out in the prison yard getting some exercise, the witness says that he spotted a hawk that appeared to be sizing up some, some prey down on the ground. The glimpse of Mother Nature in the act... The, the glimpse of Mother Nature in action took a strange turn, however, when a very bright light, which I first thought was the sun, appeared as the clouds opened. So he's hot there in the yard walking with his buddies on the yard in prison. He sees this uh, hawk who's in the uh, middle of hunting whatever whatever little uh, mouse or ground squirrel, whatever he's about to attack. The inmate looks up. He sees what he thinks is the sun. But then when the clouds appear, he finds out that it's not the sun he's looking at at all. Incredibly, the peculiar, the peculiar glowing object then approached the prison yard until it was approximately 100 feet above the exercise area. The sight was so strange, he says, that both the prisoners and the guards were captivated by what they were seeing in the sky above them. Well, I guess I would pee too if I'd seen the circular orb bright, so bright that I thought it was a sun almost, above the prison yard, a hundred feet above him. The already weird event became even more bizarre when the UFO started to shrink and collapse in on itself until it sort of just dissolved into a cloud of mist, which subsequently rained down upon the prisoners. The following day, the writer recalls, we all came out in a red rash, presumably from whatever the mysterious falling material might have been. Concluding his account of the case, the man indicated that speculation over the event within the prison has understandably run rampant with some suggesting that the inmates may have been subjected to some kind of secret weapon test, which is not altogether out of the realm of possibility considering that the inmates were literally a captive audience. Very strange. So they're out there, they're walking the yard, doing the normal thing, locked up in prison. They look up, they see this uh, very large uh, orb hidden behind the clouds, thinks it's the sun. This thing is not the sun at all. It's some kind of a large, bright orb. It's hovering above the prison yard, and then just seems to collapse in on itself. It's definitely a classic shapeshifter case. But in this case, it almost seems as though it leaves some debris behind because he describes a mist falling upon the yard. That's very strange. Now, could this thing be an actual UFO? Could it be some sort of energy field that just dissipated as this thing went, as this thing went like you know, extra-dimensional? Who knows? But he points out the next day that the prisoners, quite a few of them, ended up with some pretty nasty rashes out of the deal. And this is something we see with a lot of cases where people touch UFOs or touch 
material left behind UFOs, almost like radiation poisoning. It's interesting that this, this story didn't seem to get a lot of news, and apparently the only way it got broke was by this fellow uh, sending it out to an inmate, an inmate uh, site that specializes in publicizing inmates' uh, letters. Uh, and this was, uh, came out on September 14th, 2021. I, I, like I said, I found it on Coast to Coast AM. I know it's posted in other places. Very strange to see these guys just out there walking along the yard in this prison to have this have this UFO come hovering over them and then just rain this very strange toxic mist down on them. I thought both the articles were pretty interesting, really. Both the UFO sighting and some of the work that's being done on this, on this whole research into warp drives. Like I said, you can find the articles uh, linked at the website ufowarning.com. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the show, you can also go over to uh, to the uh, podcast at Anchor, and you can sign up there to be a, to be a sponsor. It's a great help. Appreciate everybody that does that. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now.